Sports stories from the 419 in Northwest Ohio brought to you by A Voice You Know. It's time to go around the area and around the Hearn. Welcome to a post-Christmas edition of Around the Hearn. So many great guests and guys that I am a huge fan of. Some of my favorite people on this episode and from the list that I came up with before this show started, these are the guys that I've tried to have on and it just happened to work out that they are actually on this episode here from St. Mary's Girls basketball coach John Burke. And you hear both myself and Nate Stidham talking to him from a couple of nights ago, and he was so nice to finally be able to get on the show, talking about the Rough Riders and about their struggles and about what they hopefully will have happen during the 2020 portion of this basketball season. Also, Lima Senior Head Coach Quincy Simpson, as we'll talk about the first annual Q Holiday Classic coming up this weekend, tomorrow, and a Sunday at Lima Senior, featuring so many just absolutely great teams, including his own, as they will take on Ken McKinley on Sunday night at 745 at Lima Senior High School. Tickets, I believe, just $10. And if you are looking for a way to spend the weekend watching hoops, trust me, this is a must. Also on this week's show, Frank Kill, the uh, former Lincoln View Lancer and state champion and the current head coach at Lima Central Catholic, where he's won a couple state titles as well. Talks a little bit about his season, about some other things going on in his life. And, well, we unfortunately talk a little bit about North Carolina basketball, something we have in common, and uh, kind of commiserate on that. And one of my absolute favorite people in the entire world in Kenny Stabler from WKSD in Van Wert. He does an amazing job covering high school sports, is on this show as well. I can't say enough good things about this foursome and about all that they have done for the area and that they continue to do. Kind of a different episode, four interviews, normally three. To be able to hear from these guys, they're all enlightening, and they're all terrific listens. Uh, High school basketball this weekend as the uh, AAA Holiday Classic at Coldwater coming up in a couple of hours. That one's on uh, K94, as well as the Ovisco. The uh, boys for the AAA, the girls for the Ovisco Classic at Salina. All those games on K94. A couple of them moved up. The finals for the AAA Holiday Classic are actually at 5 o'clock on Saturday because of the Ohio State game that takes place at 8 o'clock on Saturday night. A lot of great high school basketball games. Uh, One thing I thought was kind of odd when I was in Las Vegas last weekend was the amount of uh, basketball that was taking place. There were tournaments all over the place, both with nationally ranked teams and a couple of teams out of the greater Cleveland area out there. And it was just so good to see basketball being prevalent and being played as far as you can see Back in the saddle after a weekend in the desert and uh, cannot thank everybody enough for supporting this show, listening to this show, wherever you may be. You can go back on iTunes and listen to the first six episodes, and I hope that you enjoy these episodes as well as we get to the end of the 2019 season. We've got a lot of great guests coming up in 2020. I know Ryan Bruns, who is playing overseas is going to be on the show, hopefully catch up with him while he's home and be on the show next week. But I hope you enjoy this week's episode and the interviews here on Around the Hearn. Live and on tape delay with John Burke, the girls head coach at St. Mary's. And first of all, Merry Christmas to you. 
Yeah, Merry Christmas to you. Gotta get this done. It, it, it's good to talk to you. I, uh, I, I've tried in the past and have been rejected by your phone services. <laughs> I can be a hard guy to get a hold of. <laughs> that's, that's what Denny told me, too. But it's good to finally get you on the phone. <laughs> good to talk to you, Michael. Welcome back to Ohio, by the way, after your week-long trip in Vegas. Yeah, I know. I, I think I brought some of the weather with me while you guys, I just left the snow behind for you. <laughs> Appreciate it. It's nice heat wave. I like snow for Christmas, though, so I'm kind of disappointed in that. I, I appreciated the 50 degrees on the, on my lunch break today at work. I was, yeah, I was yeah. a little, little surprised. I got to do some painting in the morning. I'm looking forward to 40 and that. See, you guys are wrong. I would be happy if it was 75 and sunny on Christmas. <laughs> oh, I'm always down with that, but we're not that fortunate. Right. Not on Christmas. Not on Christmas. I don't care. I'm 37 guess, years old. I guess today's the only day that I would really want it to snow. Is on Christmas. Mm-hmm. Eh, whatever. Um, speaking of wanting things, you guys have, uh, your your girls, I should say, have been wanting, obviously, you to play a little bit better. You've kind of been back and forth throughout the course of the season. Tough loss last week, but you come back and you get uh, a nice win against Arlington on Saturday. Yeah, um, we had OG on Thursday. Thought we played a pretty good game. We were... Either tied, and then we were down four. It was 36 was all even, after three. Yeah. Um, and then we were right there with them in the last three minutes. They, they started running motion offense, and we had to take some rest. And then, you know, they ended up beating us by 15 points. Just by the way, the end of the game works. They hit three throws. That's, that's a good team, a good program. Um, and we've played with them the last couple of years. And, uh, you know, if, if we can control the ball and make our shots, we really do feel like we can play with about anybody. Um, so we did come away with some motivation after that game. I think we've been playing pretty well. Um, the week before that, we played at Delta St. John's, and that game could have gone either way. Fortunately, Carly Kaywood knocked some free throws down for us and it got us in the lead, and we came away with that one. But that game could have really gone either way. And then at Wapak, um, you know, <laughs> that one got away from us. We had some costly turnovers at, at key moments, and then uh, Walpock came down and answered with a big shot. Um, but for the most part, we've been playing pretty good basketball. It's just putting it all together for 32 minutes. And um, at Arlington, it still wasn't a perfect game, but, it, you know, we hit shots when we needed to, and we had free throws down the end, and we got to do that in more games. And coming up the stretch, we've got Belfout next week, and then we've got big games with Spencerville and Van Wert after break. Um, so we're looking forward to those games. I really feel like those games, all three of those games, could go either way for us. Those are 50-50 games. Is that kind of a, a mark of a younger team where you're you're still trying to learn how to win those type of games? There could be that. Um, we, we, we do play three sophomores. And they all played varsity minutes, uh, a lot of varsity minutes last season. So I, I tend to forget that they are sophomores, but that, that could be a little bit of it. Um, I think some of it is maybe some nervousness that comes down the, the stretch, um, maybe some anxiety of what do I, I know I need to hold the ball, I need to control the ball, um, but people aren't open. Uh, the game is a little bit different in the last couple minutes than it is the rest of the game. And then when we're in practice, we, we try to simulate that kind of environment. It's just hard to do. Um, and, it, and it's hard to simulate that kind of anxiety and the intensity of the defense that, that the other team's putting on you. So 
you know, that's something that we're continuing to work through. We do have some good senior leadership at Allie Will and, and Carly Kaywood, Lawrence Cisco, um, that that help us down that stretch. But yeah, we we do play a lot of youth, and I, I tend to forget that. So that could be a part of it. I listened to the end of that, or actually, I'll be honest with you, I listened to the entire OG game because it was four o'clock in Vegas and I was in between things, but I was impressed with exactly what you're talking about as kind of an opposite of how your team responded to what OG does well. And that's that revolving door where they just continue to hit you and hit you and hit you. And I mean, going into that fourth, it seemed like there was a lot of people in that building. And I know it had to be a loud building for you guys as a visitor. That's what every coach says that, uh, you had to have been feeling at least pretty good going into that fourth. Yeah, yeah I kind of laugh. But yeah, we felt good going into it. However, um, I, I've been in some tight games with Walt Box and Bass and OGs and know that there's a lot of game to be played. So you, you come out of the third quarter and you're tied with OG, you just know you're in for a fight. And you don't know what you're going to – you kind of know what you're going to get more than maybe some other teams because a lot of us kind of have our own. Uh, personality, but um, we just knew there's a lot of game to be played. That even though that we're in the fourth quarter, that there's still a lot more to go. Um, and OG, they, they ended up slowing the game down, and, and which was good for them. Aaron Coffin was tough to stop, and, and we needed team defense on them. So when they spread the ball apart, uh, that that made our defense a little bit thinner and got her a little bit more open in the post. It got a little easier. You only had to deal with one Aaron Kaufman this year. <laughs> yeah, I'm thankful for that. <laughs> uh, I've seen, I've got to see Ottawa Glendorf twice this year. Actually, I did the Spencerville game, and then I got to see him the week after when they played Arlington. And it's just you, as you mentioned, it's just undescribable what they can do to teams on defense and break them down. I told Greg, yeah. just, the head coach of Spencerville, I he asked, I don't know how you emulate that in practice and I said well I would suggest getting about 20 random kids and just throwing them at your five girls and that might that well, might show you a little bit of what you'll see and the way that we did prepare for them is we had seven girls on a full court press and told those girls you foul them you, you touch them you slap their arm uh OG is so intense you can't call everything they do because the game would take forever refs can't <laughs> They can't do it. Well, um, some refs so have tried. Game. <laughs> I'm sure they have. I haven't been part of those games, but it's usually pretty physical. And, and up in Putnam County, it, it's a hard place to play. The small gyms are loud. You don't typically get calls your way up in Putnam County. So it's a, it makes it a little bit tougher to play. But, yeah, they just come in waves. They, they play a deep bench. Um, they're physical. They're intense. I saw a girl on film dive for a ball from the slot to the wing just laid out for it it was uh, Brianna Schimmler I was there for that <laughs> I, it was the craziest yeah. thing I've ever seen <laughs> yeah she ended it, up in the corner and I thought how'd she get there so whatever Troy Ant's doing to motivate them uh, I need I need that podcast well, That's unreal. I think maybe what you can do now you've got some pretty good teams coming up you guys just did uh, the Hall of Fame where you had all the girls back right. uh, was that the second game or the opener that was our opener. You should bring all of those girls in and just have them go against your current team in practice. <laughs> that would be fun. That would be a lot of I'd fun. I'd pay to come watch that matchup. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, our all-time, our all-time team would be pretty good. I'm, I'm very excited for that first 
first matchup of the year for you guys when we turn the calendar year. Uh, I, I get to see a lot of Spencerville, and that's a that's a very fun team. And I mean, OG they they handed a different kind of whooping to the Bearcats when they met, and that since then that Spencerville team it's it's kind of really found its groove, and I think it's a great matchup. I love I love to see this game on the schedule this year. Yeah, and I'm glad that we picked them up. Um, I've got a pretty good relationship with with uh, coach over there at Spencerville, and and we we share scouting reports and, and kind of I think I think we coach very similarly. Uh, and I've talked to him that we were sat next to each other at the girls' state basketball tournament last year. Um, he's a very passionate, motivated coach, and I'm looking forward to to seeing him and facing his team. I think that'll be a good game too. Emilise and Nalea Burden. A lot, a lot of that. Yep, that's that's what I'm hearing. When you look at the way the WBL is right now, you've got that log jam up at the top: Bath, OG, Defiance, Salina, uh, Elida, Wapak, Van Wert, all in the middle. Uh, you guys, Shawnee, or you guys, uh, Shawnee and Kenton, down at the bottom. Does any of that order kind of through the first three games really jump out at you or surprise you for what you thought the league might be? Oh, if I'm going to be honest with you, it kind of ticks me off where. At the bottom of the standings, but it is. It I is tried to it soften is. that. I couldn't think of a way to get there. <laughs> you got there. Um, yeah, that hurts a little bit for us. Um, clearly, the Wolfhawk loss was tough because it's a rival, and I felt like, you know we had a seven-point lead, and they climbed back in, and, and that's two years in a row where we faced Wolfhawk and went to overtime, and when we had a lead, and we just couldn't finish the game. So. So that's a little frustrating. Uh, Defiance, our, our league opener, I, I, we just kind of fell apart, to be honest with you. Um, I don't think our team was completely gelled altogether. Uh, we've come a long way from that night, and then we played New Knoxville that following Saturday, um, and we had a lot of growing to do. We had a lot of work to do as a team, um, and we really responded that following week with St. John's and Walpock. I thought we played much better basketball that week, um, and, and I give Defiance credit. They've got they've got seniors. They've got good leadership. They're very fundamental. Uh, they were very well prepared for us. I, I, they deserved to win that game as, as hard as they played and as well prepared they were. Um, but that definitely hurt to drop. And then, you know, OG, we we gave them everything we we could give them. Um, so it's, it's a tough zero and three for us being at the bottom of the standings. Uh, it's not where I was seeing us, hopefully, after three games. But um, it is what it is, and so hopefully we can run the table and finish 6-3. and three. You know, there's some really – WBL, I feel like every night you've got to bring it. I think OG and Bath right now are standing out as the top two. And then pretty much anybody can be anybody any given night. Um, and so you got to come prepared. It's going to be – WBL, it's physical. It's – it's possession by possession, um, and, and you start playing the Shawnees, the, the Van Wert, they can beat anybody in any given night and turn you over, and um, they can score a lot of points if, you know, if, if things are going their way. So you got to be prepared every night. Obviously, I would have liked some things to go our way a little bit better those first three weeks of the WBL season, but it is what it is. We refocus and we regroup, and we start back up with Van Wert coming back from Christmas. The good news is... Four of your last six WBL games are at your place. Yeah, and that helped too. It was, and you only got to make right. one long trip. 
exactly. That's, and Kenton's uh, not a great place to play. Yeah. That's, that's the a bus. tough thing to be in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just crazy how, you know, I, I just talked to Mike West at Minster about this tonight and about how the schedule, you, you go into that dead sprint trying to get to Christmas, and then you have the weird couple of weeks where you have maybe a game, maybe two games. You try to kind of wean off, and then, bam, here comes yeah. that marathon to try to get through to Columbus. Yeah, right. It, it, we're definitely feeling that, too. We tried to adjust our schedule the best we can. Everybody did it. Just the way that Christmas and New Year's falls on Wednesdays, you're not playing your typical Tuesday-Thursday these two weeks. And so we, we were lucky enough. We got Bell Fountain on, on this Saturday. We don't have a game next Saturday, but then we, we have Spencerville and Van Wert and Parkway, three games in five days there. So that, that's a tough stretch. January is going to be a, a long month for us. We just had a long stretch, like you were just saying. Is you know We just, <laughs> on a Thursday, Saturday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, we just came out of that stretch, and, and that, that wears you down. A lot of our games are on the road. That's exhausting, and I'm not playing the game. <laughs> but I'm coming home, and I'm exhausted, and I'm struggling to wake up in the morning. Uh, so I know my kids are, too. Uh, and we've got that coming up again here. We're going to have a Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Tuesday, Thursday, with, and then a weekend to rest. So, it, yeah, it's just the way the calendar falls this year. It is what it is. Everybody's facing it. But you adjust, and you make do. Well, thank you so much for spending some time with us. I know you're a very busy guy. You've got lots of other places to no-show. <laughs> well, I appreciate, appreciate the opportunity to talk to you, Michael. One time, you're never going to live it down. Yeah, I know. It's going to be a running joke next a year for football. <laughs> I hope not. But I, uh, I wish you guys the best of luck coming up the rest of this year. Hey, thank you, and I look forward to seeing you at some of our games, too. Oh, that'll happen. That, that'll happen here before long. That's John Burke, right. the girls' basketball coach at St. Mary's. Back with more of the show after this. Danny the Dealmaker, have you ever noticed how Lee Kinsel Chevy Buick GMC is a little like a sports team? How so? Well, you got your Lee Kinsel team starters, like all of our salespeople. Yeah? And then you got your talent on the bench, ready to back up every one of those starters to ensure that the team wins, like our incredible service people. You know, you're right. A customer can come in, select their favorite, and be on their way in no time. Sort of a pick and roll. Now you got it. See us at 650 West Urban Road, online at LeeKinsel.com, and on the phone at 866-LEE-KINSEL. There are not a lot of people that uh, I thought of when I started this podcast other than Quincy Simpson for the reason that we're kind of uh, the same in a way in that we want to do anything we can to promote this area that we love, the 419, and about the kids. And first of all, Q, I, I hope you had a Merry Christmas. I did. Yeah, I did. It was pretty good. How was yours? Terrific. I spent a week in Vegas with the family. Oh, <laughs> I'm sure it was. It was and the best part is, it's been warm since I've been home, so I feel like ah, I contributed a little bit. I brought it home right. with me. Right, the weather has been fantastic. It's kind of It's crazy. I, I, everybody else wanted a white Christmas. I said, you know, I'm fine with sixty degrees and being able to wear shorts. Absolutely, absolutely. I'll never understand people for that reason. So you guys uh, at Lima Senior off to a great start this year, six and zero. You sit at four and zero in the track. Come off big wins last weekend against Luda Rogers and Kettering Fairmont. And I know that any time you're able to play well and especially go unbeaten in the QB Classic, that means a lot to you. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, we 
Kippy's uh, hosted that event, sponsored that event. So we definitely want to keep that trophy here and uh, under their name. And, but anytime you got a tournament of this sort, almost for the most part, anytime you play at home, you're going to be able to defend, defend your home. Um, but we have some pretty good teams here, and you know, we were definitely able to do so. And definitely proud of our coaches pre-game game plan and proud of the players for executing the uh, game plan on both nights on short notice. I know how most coaches will answer this, but I'll ask anyways. Are you happy with where your team is right now? Definitely. Uh, I definitely am. I, you know, we still have some work to do. We still have some things to deliver. Um, you know, I'm not one of those coaches that just throw a lot at my kids early. I won't, I won't put other things in until I feel like we have perfected or just about perfected what we have. And so, we're behind where I think we should be as far as uh, defensive schemes and more offensive shifts. Um, but I think we make up for that due to our, our work or athleticism. Um, so, you know, we have some things to put in. We have, we have a lot of uh, things in our back pocket that we won't even we won't even touch until February, you know, later in February. But where we are right now, uh, I think I think it's definitely something to be excited for. Uh, but at the same time, you know, keep the kids humble um, and we have those kids to, to still continue to practice hard and uh, get better each day and push each other hard each day. Last weekend, you guys had uh, X was home and, and you had uh, his camp. How how great is that to be able to do something that you've been doing for years with, with having younger kids? And I know he attended a lot when he was a kid to give back and see the smiles on the young kids and the future of Lima basketball's face. Yeah, he was one of those kids. And so, you know, hey, I, you know, I got it from my uncle, um, Greg Lucy, uh, my brother, Sam Presley. Uh, you know, those, I watched those guys do a lot uh, for the community, do a lot for kids, um, come out of their own pocket, uh, with their own money, things of that nature. Um, and so, you know, once I started coaching, kids uh, early in my 20s, it was just something that I always wanted to do. Um, and then I started training kids, you know, and <clears throat> being able to have a voice with kids uh, and kind of listen to you and want to be involved with like that, um, which was great. And being X was one of those kids. Uh, not only with my son, but you know, he was around with the, the training session. So, you know, he wants to be able to have the same, the same give back. And so, uh, you know, to have him come home, you know, when I have three days, I want to spend pretty much one of those entire days helping out at a camp and then helping out with the alumni game. Uh, it just shows the kind of character that he has and, and the love that he has, not only for Hollywood, but just for the whole generation of kids itself. Well, I have always loved him. He's always been one of my favorite players to cover because you've done such a great job, and he's such a humble kid. But I will tell you that a couple of weeks ago, I was not that thrilled with him when he destroyed my Tar Heels. <laughs> you know, it's amazing to, to beat those guys. It's kind of just like North Carolina. You know, you're beating them twice. Um, and that's like, you know, we, we were not at but me and my brother growing up. We were... Uh, North Carolina and Georgetown Williams. Oh. So, uh, you know, uh, I was being, you know, being set, you know, and John Thompson. So, to, to go to North Carolina, his, 
I want to say, sophomore year, um, and then come back and for those guys, it's like, wow, that's a dream come true. Well, I, I was torn that night because I was waving the 419 flag and rooting on X, but I was not very happy with what they were doing on the other end. <laughs> I was That was the most torn I've been watching a basketball game in a while. Right, definitely. I understand. I understand. Like I said, I was over the moon for him, though. Uh, you know, hey, look, this kid from Lima uh, that I've been able to see for years. Look what you guys are seeing. He's right, now destroying right. my favorite team. <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh, it, it, and it's a great compliment to him because of how that team has played not only this year but how they've responded with having a new coach and being able to. Uh, I I think I want to say prove a lot of people wrong because I heard a lot of doubt about what that team was going to be, and I, I think that they've made a lot of people eat some crow. Right, definitely. A lot of people say you know, and you know, Eli, which Eli is. At the time, probably was the best college sixes and O's. You lose four of those guys, and then have new guys coming in, a new coach who's never had any collegiate level experience come in, and you see that the way those guys have responded. You know, it's truly, definitely, uh, you know, a really good year, and hopefully, they can continue it. I kind of uh, thought from the outside, it looks like. He, in, in a way that maybe Beeline was able to do a little bit from what I've heard, is able to connect to them on a human level and just sort of get them to understand things of, all right, guys, this yep. isn't just me blowing smoke. I've been here, done that. The NCAA might say that right. it didn't, but I actually did. I mean, that will tell you he's got, in his words, the best of both worlds. You know, he had a guy that's coached at the, you know, played the game at the highest level, built the game down to a team's been like, like a real genuine student of the game in, in Coach Beeline. Now you have a guy who played the game at the highest level and had success. NBA champion, you know, college Final Four guy, you know, who played at the highest level. So, you know, that's still really like he has, you know, been blessed, you know, as far as coaching you know, the best of both worlds at his college career. You mentioned the alumni game. Uh, how many of those guys have you heard from the older gentlemen this past week of, uh, yeah, maybe I I need to get some more workouts in before the next one? <laughs> yeah, we uh, a lot of guys called me the next day. We, we had a really good group text message with all the guys, and a lot of guys texted and said how much, how much pain they were in. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but we're going to try to take it next year, we're going to try to take it to another level with the alumni game. We're going to try to get Gary and LCC involved and have a really big alumni game. What we've had, you know, the past two alumni games that I've done, they've been tremendous crowds. So we want to try to build on and try to just add something fun, something competitive to the city. Um, and, and so Clay Tucker, Ivy Austin, and, and then Jared Walton were all wanting to be a part of it. So Next year, it's going to be some huge. Well, I can tell you that I would pay to see a even a game of horse between you, Matt Tabler, and Frank Kill. Uh, well, I think uh, I don't think Coach Kill is, is, is trying to hoop like that anymore. I know I'm definitely not. <laughs> the last few times I played, I've injured myself somewhere. So uh, Taylor might get that 
Taylor might come out of there with a win against this dude. <laughs> <laughs> Just sneakily. He, yeah, he's going to win one to nothing. Definitely. <laughs> you guys have a, a kind of a brutal stretch in the month of January. I know you don't look that far down, but how the heck did you get this foursome in OG, LCC, St. Francis, and Shawnee? Just bad luck? Yeah, it's a gauntlet. You know, definitely. I definitely call it a gauntlet. But, you know, when, when we have goals of wanting to be in Columbus last weekend, high school basketball here in Ohio, you gotta be you got to be well prepared to play a gauntlet. Um, so those teams... Hopefully we can help them prepare, but I definitely know they're going to be able to help us prepare. They're all playing well, um, but you know we're going to just continue to take one game at a time, try to break some things down in order to put ourselves in position uh, to continue to be successful. This weekend, Coach Q's Holiday Showcase, December 28th and the 29th at Lima Senior. Boy, oh boy, speaking of gauntlets, do you have a who's who of Ohio and Michigan basketball in that gym? Yeah, this is going to be uh, amazing. Um, a lot of teams from uh, Michigan, Ann Arbor, Detroit, uh, all over Ohio, Elida, um, Lyla, Ottawa, Glendora, Middletown, Dayton, Columbus, Cincinnati, and Cleveland, uh, and then Camp McKinley. So, you know, there's, there's a couple kids here that's going to be here that's going to be playing in the NBA. Um, you know, there's, there's going to be a lot of kids here playing at, at the collegiate level, at the highest level, you know, so, um, and then there's going to be tremendous coaches, you know, so I'm just excited to be able to you know, put this on for the city of Lima uh, and, and, and have it held at, you know, at Lima Center. So it's going to be good. It's going to be fun. Uh, so, you know, being able to see you know, six games a day uh, at that level is, is tremendous. For a terrific price, too, by the way. Yeah, definitely. We have a really good facility at Lima Center. Really good gym. Uh, we, we just think it's going to be a really great event. How was it for you putting that together, being the first time you've kind of put something together of that magnitude of six games on uh, two days each? Uh, was it easier because, you know, you've built quite a reputation in, in terms of basketball in Ohio, or did you have to maybe uh, search a little bit? Well, you know, obviously I know a ton of coaches throughout, you know, the entire country. But, you know, originally I wanted to keep it more Northwest Ohio area. Um, on one side, but then on the other side, I kind of realized, you know, with it being the first one, you really have to target some, some heavy, some heavy hitters. Um, and so I just reached out to a lot of good guys that I know. Um, you know, fortunately, a lot of those guys needed games and you know, they know me, they know my reputation and, and they wanted to be a part of it. So without them, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be possible. So, um, you know, next year, I, I want to get a lot of, a lot of more local teams. If, if possible, I think that. That would be really great. Um, but if not, I just know tons of other other teams outside the area that I can contact to continue with. I know you've got a, a great support staff outside of my guy, Dave Ladden. He's not going to help you. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell him I said that. You know, Dave Ladden is my guy, man. My guy, he, uh, you know, he cheated me, you know, in the fifth grade. Until this day, he won't admit that, but he's, his team cheated my team out of a city championship. I was playing for Farouk, um, and he was playing for Washington McKinley, and, it, and they had uh, an illegal player on their team by the name of uh, Ann Hutchins. Uh, he turned out okay. He turned out really great. Um, and so I want, I, I tell David all the time, I, I want my trophy back. Because <laughs> Ann didn't go to Washington McKinley at that time. And so, uh, we kind of joke around with each other, but he was on a real good team. It's amazing how we remember those days. 
but it's uh, it, it really is. You really do have a great support system there at Lima Senior. And outside of your game, uh, if you're able to kind of step away for uh, even 20 minutes, is there a, a game that really stands out to you of, all right, I got to make sure that I see even a little bit of this one? You know, um, you know, every game has a little something to it. You know, the, the Elida game against Middletown, Elida being Elida, a, a local team that everybody's definitely familiar with, and Middletown being a team that Lima Senior has rivaled with for many, many years. Another and spoiled their gym opening. Yeah, we didn't spoil the gym. But their facility is by far the best in the state. <laughs> Uh, it did for the opening, though. I will say that. Isn't that going to be amusing? But, because as long as you go in that rivalry, you can say, yeah, but you weren't the first team to win there. Yeah, that's true. That's definitely true. And, and the guy that coaches there is like a brother. I mean, like, we're extremely close. So I'll give him a little a little jab quite often about, <laughs> about being the first team that wins there. Um, the Ottawa, the OG is Bishop Hartley. You know, Coach Quarterback is obviously from the area. So for him to run his team here and, and play against a really good, you know, OG team is really good. Um, later in the day, you have some high-level teams. The team that's been on the Huron, they're playing twice, Friday and Saturday. Uh, they're really good. They're really good. Um, Cleveland Shaker Heights is really good. Detroit Ferndale is really good. I mean, they're just, they're just really good teams. And I, I really can't pinpoint, hey, you got to see this game. If I really had to pinpoint the game of a event, Obviously, it's Lima Senior Camp McKinley. I would imagine the gym is going to be packed to the gills for that one. Yeah, it's going to be packed. It's going to be pretty packed. I know that's the one that I'm trying to get back. Uh, my wife and I are going to the Ohio State-West Virginia game in Cleveland that afternoon. We're trying to make sure to get back just to see that game. Yeah, we hope. Well, I hope people make it. It's going to be, going to be fun. Me too. I was thinking about parking at my house and just walking the 15 miles to the gym. It might be easier. <laughs> I don't know if it would be that bad, but it would be a nice crowd. Well, I hope that it is for you. Uh, people want to find out more information on the Holiday Showcase. Uh, how do they do that? Christy Hood is, is the uh, site manager, site director, along with myself. I'll be around all day Saturday. I'll be around majority of the day Sunday. We play at 745. Um, about 5 o'clock is when I'll, when I'll wind down and start getting into my own game mode. So everything will go through uh, Christy and her husband, James Hood. Um, but, you know, Games are all based on at 11 a.m. Every hour and 45 minutes will be a game uh, from high-level talent, from high-level teams, and hopefully this is really big for the community. I hope that it's the first of many successful showcases that you have there. Hey, thanks a lot. Thank you so much for doing this again, and good luck to you guys, not only this weekend, but throughout the course of the season as well. Hey, thanks a lot for having me. I appreciate it. Anytime. Danny the Dealmaker, have you ever noticed how Lee Kinsel Chevy Buick GMC is a little like a sports team? How so? Well, you got your Lee Kinsel team starters like all of our salespeople. Yeah? And then you got your talent on the bench ready to back up every one of those starters to ensure that the team wins like our incredible service people. You know, you're right. A customer can come in, select their favorite, and be on their way in no time. Sort of a pick and roll. Now you got it. See us at 650 West Urban Road, online at LeeKinsel.com, and on the phone at 866-LEE-KINSEL. Talking everything Lima basketball on this episode, and uh, Frank Kill, the head coach at Lima Central Catholic. Big weekend for you. You guys get one of the other teams in the area in Shawnee tomorrow night. Oh yeah, these these next seven days are crucial for our for our season. Uh, you know, obviously Shawnee is extremely talented, uh, very well coached. Mark Triplett's got him rolling. Uh, very tall, uh, so they pass the ball extremely well. 
uh, you know, we, we hung with them last time. You know, when I say hung with them, we kept it under 20. But uh, we know they're good. Which uh, they're to a lot of people is uh, hanging with them. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, not very many people are. Be, I mean, being that they're 6'5", 6'5", 6'4", you know, my tallest guy is 6'5", 155 pounds. Uh, they, they're big guys. They're thick. They're athletic. You know, we're excited to play them. You know, it was 30 days ago. I, I think it's a good measuring stick for us to see where we're at now to what we were then. So we'll see. It's not really been an easy road for you guys. I mean, you've kind of played some very good teams early on in your season to kind of find out where you're at. Yeah, you know, obviously I'm going up against a really tall, another very athletic Ottawa Glendorf team. You know, when they, they put a thumping on us, you know, it was a, it was an eye-opening, you know, experience because, you know, we're not used to, you know, that kind of size and height. You know, Shawnee was tall. Otto Glendorf was even taller. And I think it just goes to show you that we have to do all the little things right uh, in order to compete. And when you don't box out and you turn the ball over and then when you miss open shots, uh, you're going to struggle. And, you know, we did that against Ottawa. You know, we didn't box out. We didn't, we didn't you know, make open shots. But I think that, that has a lot to do with, you know, height and height kills. It's weird that as you were describing why that game maybe didn't go your way, I thought we were still like in the pre-interview talking about North Carolina. <laughs> well, hey, they at least have some height. They just have no guards. Where I at least have guards, and uh, you know, it's it's uh, it's been a fun experience, you know, watching you know my team this year. But it hasn't been so pleasant being LCC, North Carolina. not North Carolina, yeah, right. <laughs> So, you know, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to, to our season as, as LCC head coach. Uh, we know our schedule is going to be brutal. You know, as I said, in the next eight days, we have Shawnee tomorrow night, Lima Perry the following week, and Delta St. John. So, three three really good quality teams. Well, then you get to come to my hood in the second week of January. You act like that's the hood. Make that long, <laughs> Well, that's what I tell everybody. Make that long trip to Censorville. <laughs> Uh, just right down, you know, right down the road. You know, and, and again, they're playing well. Coach Sinsaball's got them rolling. You know, he's had some time to get all the kinks out. And, you know, these kids were young. They, were, they, they took a, they took some beatings the last couple of years, and they're, they're finally starting to win. So our schedule is not, uh, you know, it's not cupcake-ish. It has been kind of easy here, you know, at the start of the season. But I'm glad for our team to get some confidence, you know, to play, you know, bad twice in, in a matter of 10 days, you know, Playing Macomb, not uh, uh, they're not very they're not very good now. I think Macomb in the future might be have some some bright spots coming up, but not as of right now. But yeah, you know, we're, we're we're excited about our team. Our my my guys are fun at practice, so I enjoy going to practice. That's that's for sure. Uh, how much do they enjoy being in practice, though? Well, if they enjoy me as much as I enjoy them, <laughs> sure, it's exciting. Oh, I thought that was going to be if they enjoy me as much as I enjoy me. Yeah. <laughs> But there's, you know, there's a thing that we talk about, you know, you know, practicing with a purpose. These kids nowadays, they, you know, I talk about how they, they spend time in the gym. And I literally just pulled out one of my old camp t-shirts that I had. I and mean, the, the quote says, it's not the hours you put in the gym, it's what you put in the hour. And I think a lot of these kids think if they spend, you know, two hours, three hours in the gym, you know, working on their game, they're, they're getting better. And I, and I really have a hard time with that concept of, you spend three hours in the gym, you should be dead dog tired. But these kids nowadays, like, I don't think they get it. They understand it. So, like, today's practice or an everyday practice, like, let's just get better. Leave it all on the line, you know. Practice with a purpose. So, well, 
It is kind of funny because I was just in Middle Point a week or so ago, saw the girls play New Bremen, and I look up at the banner, and I see Frank Kill on all these banners, and I thought, I remember being, uh, it would have been an eighth grader and a freshman when you were on those state championship level teams and thinking, I didn't like you then because every time you guys came in and you and Wes and Brandon, every time you came into the old closet, I felt like bad things were going to happen. And uh, generally they did. Well, you know, those teams there, you know, we, our senior group, that class of 97, my God, it seems so long ago, which it really was, you know, we were, we were a fun group because we held each other to the same standards and we never lowered them. And uh, whether, I mean, I wasn't good by any standards. I was just, I would feel like I was an athletic kid. Um, but Chad and, and, and Chad Pollock and Wes Dudgeon and Brandon Parton, like they played high extreme AAU competitions all the time. And I think they raised my level of competition uh, by pushing me and holding me to standards. And without them, I don't think I'd be the, the player that I was, nor, nor the coach that I am because, I learned so much from them, and uh, you know, going in this, going going in high school when you always when you're when you're the number one ranked team, you always got everybody's best. And I, obviously, going into the closet, uh, my my good cousin, uh, late Rocky Kill, you know, he'd always tell me he, you know, he muscled me around, and I let him believe that. But uh, those were those were the days. Those were the good old days, as they would say. Well, was it you still can't hit his curveball? I know he threw one curveball at me, one curveball, and it went from like, you know, two. It went from like two to seven, like it barely broke. Like it really did break pretty hard. Um, and I kind of fell down and backed down. He he loved to tell that story, but I don't think he remembers the next pitch when I put it to the center field. I didn't put it over the fence, but I did hit it to the center field. It's not I how the story, story ends; it's how you tell the story. Right, and I could tell that story now because my word. <laughs> right. It, you know, it's funny because he was my baseball coach when I was a kid and he probably threw me one or the one or two of those, but I mean, striking out a 10 year old is really not all that impressive when you're, you know, <laughs> six, seven, eight years older. Oh, he'd love to tell those stories. Remember that one time? Yes. I remember that one time. You just walk away. Yep. Yep. Like, but no. you know what? He, he, he'd walk away and his smile and my smile would always just match up like a case someone we had we had fun and that was that's part of life and he was such a such a great human being to anybody who knows him and knows like he he comes into a room and immediately everyone is a little bit happier light light up a room you know it's like you like turn on a light switch you know he smile was contagious he just made you feel better and you know the crap that he went through as you know uh, in our early 20s or late 20s you know with with his accident and you know, he's, he's such a guy that you talk about resiliency and, um, you know, God love him and we're, we're definitely going to miss him. Kind of uh, shifting gears back to your team a little bit. You look at the end of 2019, the beginning of 2020, and, you know, it's kind of genius that you're saving on gas and mileage with having five home games and just that one trip to Spencerville in the middle of that. Nice. It's nice because, you know, when you're, I always think this, this holiday break, this, this Christmas break that we're on, it's enjoyable, but you're so out of sync and you're so out of routine. And I guess no better way to, to enjoy it is to play basketball at your home, at your home court. And, um, you know, it's, it's definitely, uh, the guys really, they, they enjoy coming to practice, but we do get kind of sick of each other because it's just us. And, you know, obviously playing at home against the Shawnee team, a lot better to play at home than it is to go there. And then, then it's a long trip, too. It's an extremely long trip. 
And then to have that Sunday, you know, with Delta St. John's on your court is 10 times better than any other experience uh, because you hate going there because you get like 50 tickets. You have half the Vatican, you know, on your backside yelling at you. Uh, so I'm, I'm, really, I'm really excited about our home games. It is crazy, though, with that break and just the way that your schedule breaks down. From December 21st, you don't leave the greater Lyme area. I mean, Spencerville is your longest trip until you go to Convoy on the 31st of January. And I'm sure you're a real popular guy in Convoy. Oh, extremely popular. I've said it before. Um, you, know, you walk on there, they just put 10 nothing right away. You know, Crestview's up 10 nothing. Um, obviously, my, my stuff goes back to the 90s from when I was at Lincoln View. Uh, you know, I... I, I, I Crestview is a, it, it is a special place in my heart. It's where my wife's from. It's where she works. It's where her family's from. So I enjoy going back there. It's a great community. Um, it's definitely a community that's, that's watched and, and that obviously helped form me grow because when I was a kid, I spent a lot of time over there. And the teachers that, that you know, Dave Bowen and, and Dave Springer, you know, guys that I've been around from when I was a little kid to where I'm at now, um, you know, they, I got a lot of, a lot of good friends over there. So, it's a love-hate relationship, just like it is at, at Delphus and probably even Ottawa-Glandorf. I uh, talked to uh, Quincy Simpson earlier on in this podcast, and we talked about his classic that's coming up, and he talked about the alumni game and how next year he hopes that he can get some Perry kids and some LCC kids and sort of make it a bigger Lima area thing. And I asked him if I could pay money to have even a horse competition between you, him, and Tabler, who he thought would win? Uh, probably Matt Tabler. He, he's he's a better shooter than what I was, but Quincy plays more basketball. He's probably in better shape than both of us. So if it's horse, uh, he's probably got a better chance. Now, if it's big, I mean, I might have a chance. You know, it's only three letters, so that's three misses. Um, uh, Quincy said he felt like his playing days are over, he was pretty sure that your high-level playing days are over and that you've maybe since retired and that really Tabler just kind of wins by default. That's probably true, but I, I did talk a lot of smack with my players, and, and I always tell my bone players that I'm still the best shooter in the gym um, just because i that's just my mentality. You know, and I, I think kids nowadays, like, they're too easy to get in their heads, and, you know, these kids talk a lot, but between Quincy and Matt Tabler, I would say it's a, it's a tie. I, I would pay to have seen that matchup, though, back in the day. <laughs> Quincy and I, ironically enough, back in the day, there used to be a men's league uh, on Sundays uh, out of the closet. And, you know, Matt Taylor was on my team, and then Quincy had a team. And that, those were some battles. I've heard they about were, those games. They were some battles, and uh, just, just saying, my team never lost. <laughs> so take that. Just saying. Well, then, uh, <laughs> did you have a Merry Christmas? I did. You know, I um, I spent a lot of time with my family. My Actually, uh, tonight, my mom and dad and my brother and his family are coming over to celebrate the Kills Christmas. But, uh, you know, it's, it's such a great time of the year to enjoy our time because it is some time off. You get to reflect. Um, you know, I, I don't know if you heard, there was a, a fatal tragic accident in the LCC community. Uh, on Christmas Eve, and you know, so it's kind of been a, it's kind of been a very heartfelt Christmas, just because when you know, I, I taught one of them, one of my students lost her mom and dad in a car accident, and 
you know, I'm, I'm not close with student, but I had a student class. I knew the, I knew the mom, uh, and the daughter from church and everything. And so you kind of really reflect even more, uh, to appreciate what you have versus what those that don't have. And, and I think that you know, kids nowadays that they, they get all upset over the materialistic things and materialistic things can be replaced, but once the life is gone, it's gone. And, uh, unfortunately there's no bringing these people back. And, you know, now we're, now we're in a repair mode of helping a young 15 year old girl to get her life back on track. Well, I have no doubt that you of all people will be able to help at least try to do that. Oh, every, I'm actually, uh, to be honest with you, I'm actually headed that way right now to a, to a friend's house that this girl is coming back from Fort Wayne with her aunt. And there's a couple of us staff members are getting together just to kind of see how she's doing. Obviously, you can't even imagine, you know, I know what my best friend, one of my good friends, Chad Pollock, went through as freshman uh, when he lost his mom and twin sisters into a car accident. Um, and all you can do is just be there for him. You know, and I think that's what uh, that's what we're going to show this young girl that, that we're here for him, and that you know if she needs anything, that we're going to do our best because that's what communities do, that's what families do, and you know, as as coaches, just what we're trying to, to ingrain in our young men is that you, know, you, you put things aside and you go help those that need the most. Well, I may not like you any time that you guys have ever beaten Spencerville, whether it was in high school or now, <laughs> but you're still one of my favorite people, and I have no doubt that uh, they are in the right hands with you helping out. Well, I appreciate that. And, uh, you know, this game of basketball has taught me a lot. I've met a lot of great people. Um, yes, like you said, fierce rivalries, you know, fierce comp- competition. But at the end of the day, it's uh, it makes us who we are. But you, you grow and you grow in love with one another, even even your enemies. You know, I, you know, heck, I would have never got to know you if it wasn't for probably basketball and Cleveland Indians baseball. And North Carolina losing. We, we try not to talk about that. Yeah. That's like uh, – I don't know how good the Indians are going to be. We're, we, I don't even know who's on our roster. I I don't know. They just acquired a second baseman, so we'll see how that goes. From the Phillies. Yeah, he was an All Star. <laughs> well, whatever that means. Got a lot of All Stars. That's because you have to nominate at least one. Right. That and Instagram and congratulations. Good luck. Right. Right. Yep. So it's uh the it, life is good. I tell you what, life is good. I wish uh, I wish you the best of luck and uh, happy New Year as well. Well, same to you, and uh, God bless, and uh, hope, hopefully 2020 brings us all more blessings. That's the one and only Frank Kill, the head coach at Lima Central Catholic, back with more to finish up the show after this. Danny the Dealmaker, have you ever noticed how Lee Kinsel Chevy Buick GMC is a little like a sports team? How so? Well, you got your Lee Kinsel team starters, like all of our salespeople. Yeah? And then you got your talent on the bench ready to back up every one of those starters to ensure that the team wins, like our incredible service people. You know, you're right. A customer can come in, select their favorite, and be on their way in no time. Sort of a pick and roll. Now you got it. See us at 650 West Urban Road, online at LeeKinsel.com, and on the phone at 866-LEE-KINSEL. There are a lot of people, again, who I've been fortunate enough to know over the years and people that I'm big fans of, and Kenny Stabler is one of those, you turn on your radio for the last, I don't know if I'm allowed to say how many years, but a couple of years. And for my money, the absolute best guy that will come on your radio is Kenny Stabler. Did you have a good Christmas? had a great Christmas. Very, very good Christmas. How about you? Terrific. I, I, I mean, I brought some warm weather back with me. Mm-hmm. You're, all th- you're all welcome for that. Yeah, thanks a lot. But uh, you've, you've been 
couple of years into this broadcasting thing and doing pretty well. Okay, yeah. That's yeah, what I've heard. Fun. But it's been it's been very, very fun. I appreciate the kind words, by the way. It's Thank true. You. I wouldn't say it if I didn't believe it. No, I, I appreciate that, Mike. Thanks very much. I'm always happy anytime that I can get out of the car and then go catch at least the end of a quarter or the fourth quarter of the postgame when you and Jason are on because I say all the time, if you don't listen to other people in your profession, you're kind of doing yourself a disservice because especially when they're good, you can learn things and sort of, all right, well, why did that work for them and maybe not for me? (laughs) Well, I've been doing it a long time. Um, This is my 31st year. When you do something 31 years, you should be, you should be okay at it, I guess. You know, I, it, it, I, I've done a lot of games. I, I've never kept track of how many games I've done, but I mean, you do the math the last couple of years we've done. I, I mean, I, I keep, I've kept track the last couple of years. I mean, by the time we're finished with boys state basketball tournament, we're usually at 60 or 65 games, boys and girls combined. I haven't done that many every year, but I'm thinking I'm probably around 2000 basketball games and, I don't know, 250, 300 football games, maybe. Cause I haven't done football full time as long as I've done basketball. That's but, crazy uh, because I, one of my first things when anytime that I tell anybody young is keep track of it so that, you know, but I guess it's a little bit easier now with the way technology is to just put a note in your phone versus having to keep maybe a, a paper log for years. It is, it is, you know, we used to tape a lot of our games in the early years. I mean, I started, I don't want to date myself too much. Well, I, I will. I'm going to, I'll be 52 in February, but I started when I was like 20 or 21. Um, 89, 90 season. It, it's weird how I got into it, but it was uh, the December portion of the 89, 90. Uh, they had let someone go at our station and I had worked at our station in high school, but I was the DJ guy. I mean, I've always been a sports nut. I've always loved sports, but I used to be the board up back at the station. I, I, I would, I've always loved sports and I never really given myself much of a thought of doing play by play or doing sports. I was the guy playing music, reading, uh, doing the newscast, reading the weather forecast, that sort of thing. But this opportunity came up. They had, they had let someone go. Uh, he wasn't doing a very good job. He was butchering names. I, I hate to throw somebody under the bus, but that's, that's just being real. That's what it was. He was hammering names. He wasn't real respectful to the school officials. And that of course is a bad reflection on the station. They didn't like that. So they, they had to let the guy go and they pulled me in and they said, would you be interested in this job? I said, well, I don't have any experience. They said, do you know the difference? This is a true story. Do you know the difference between man to man and zone defense and basketball? I said, yeah. They said, well, the equipment and your, your color commentator will be with you Friday night at Crestview. <laughs> so I show up at Crestview and meet, meet my partner there. And, and uh, you've been at Crestview enough times, you know, where we used to broadcast was up in that classroom, up in the window mm-hmm. there at the one end of the court. And Mike, I'm telling you, the first time I did a game, I was on air live. I felt like I was landing an airplane. I didn't know what I was doing. And, but here I am 31 years later, still doing it. And I, and I enjoy it as much as I enjoy it as much as I ever have. Um, been so lucky to cover so many great teams, so many great kids. Just like, you know, you meet so many great people in this business, be it officials, coaches, players, players, parents, um, other media people like yourself. That's, that's been the greatest thing of all of it. But, uh, yeah, and we've had good teams to cover, too. You know, Wayne Trace, Crestview, Lincoln View, they've all had good runs in basketball. You know, even Antwerp's been to the regionals. So it's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun. And you leave out the fact that not only did you get to cover your kid playing, but you get to do games with him, too. And that's something that 
I would imagine you can't put a price on. It's been real special. He, he started following me. He was attached to my hip, started coming with me to the games when he was just a little guy. I mean, like a grade schooler, like early grade school, second, third grade. And he would sit there, you know, and he'd try to keep stats. And one time I just put the headsets on him. Uh, when I was doing football back at the time, I was solo and I didn't have a partner. So he did it. He'd been with me enough times and he'd met enough people and uh, it just, it was kind of fun. It, it kind of just caught on and we got a lot of positive feedback from it. Even though he was a kid, um, he did a good job. And then he, uh, he, he still does games with me occasionally. He's in college now. He's in his third year at Finley in a six year deal that he's going to school for to be a physical therapist. But he, he's done a game with me or one or two with me already this year when he, when he's come home and we've been short or whatever. So that's been real special. And yeah, I got to cover him as a player. I have one daughter. She made it to the state final four in softball, and he and I called that from Akron a few years ago. I think it was 14. That was really special and cool, too. I would imagine that ranks top five all time of any game you've done. Sure, sure. When you've covered other people's kids for 31 years or however long it's been. And one thing I did do when he was a a junior and senior, I I did take some nights off because I I just didn't want to miss his stuff. You know, I mean, their team was good, and he's my kid. I mean, they could have been 0-20, and I still would have wanted to be there as a dad and sit with my wife in the stands and enjoy it that way and got to do that. I think I missed one game his junior year and I didn't miss any of the senior. We were either broadcasting them or I would sit with my wife in the bleachers and uh, I don't regret it a bit. All my friends in broadcasting and my friends in coaching that don't, don't miss his stuff. You're doing the right thing. You're, you're, you're being a dad and that's number one. So I went with that and had, had, had fun and enjoyed all that and soaked all that up and, uh, here I am now still doing it. And people ask me, how long are you going to keep doing it? I, you know, I, I still enjoy it. I still like doing it. My wife has allowed me to enjoy what I do. You know, she's sacrificed me several nights, you know, over the years, but, uh, it's, she knows I enjoy it and I guess I'll keep chugging along here. Are you, or were you able to disconnect and just enjoy the game? Or did you kind of find yourself looking at it differently? I know I have a problem of just sitting and watching games sometimes and not how would I approach maybe a certain situation that comes up in my head if I was on air right now? You know, I, I kind of surprised myself with that really. I, I think I handled myself and I actually did get complimented by people in my own family and other people outside of our family that I did a, a good job of, you know, sounding very impartial. Um, I never really got too worked up. I thought I would because I'm a competitor and I like for him to do well, and I like for his team to do well, but uh, and they did for the most part. But I, I kept it together. There was one time uh, in a ball game where, the, and the coach is a friend of mine too. I mean, uh, one time I didn't think he was he was getting into the rotation enough as a junior. It was a tight ball game. He started out well, and then he wasn't playing. He, he was out for a long time, and I made a little bit of a remark, a sarcastic remark, when he came back into the game. And I wish I had done that, but nobody gave me any grief over it. Um, but yeah, I and I even in the district finals when they lost uh, very late in the ball game to Marion Local on a, a Nate Bruns jumper. I don't know if you remember that at Lima mm-hmm. Senior a few years ago. Um, you know that's where it's all over. That part of your life, your son and his career, that was tough. But I think I handled that pretty well, and I was calm. I really felt calm, and I'll never forget after the ball game we wrapped up kind of quickly got done with our awards and everything. And I told the guy that well, it was Jason who was doing the game with me. I said, Hey, I'd like to get down to that locker room and see him. And, uh, that was a, that was an emotional tough moment. You know, it was his last ball game. The first thing I saw was the coach. He and I grew up together and 
we gave each other a hug and, and then my uh, Brady comes out of the locker room and he's pretty ripped up about that being the end because they really thought they had a chance to get to the final four that year. And that's, that's basketball, that's sports. He and I, you know, had a moment together and, uh, when it was over, I was, I was good with it. I think he was good with it. And, um, you know, we're still very, very close. We umpire, we got it. We both got our baseball umpiring licenses. We are sanctioned OHSAA baseball umpires. Although he has aspirations of doing more upper level varsity games. He's even done some college games. Now I'm happy doing junior high and JV. That's as far as I need to go, but we've worked a lot of those games together. We, we've got a great relationship and, Boy, when you think about how time quickly goes by, you know, from the time he was with me as a little boy in the booth, you know, at those football games and then growing up into a man and I'm covering his games and he's doing games with me and now we umpire some together. Uh, it, it's been really cool. It's been really, really cool. Well, I can tell you I was there for that Marion Local game you're talking about and I remember uh-huh. watching that whole thing kind of play out and I remember looking down from where I was sitting at looking across and seeing – uh, you and Jason after that shot and thinking he's such a professional that for a normal person, what he's about to have to do after this break is not going to be an easy thing. But I remember just watching you and thinking like, if I have a kid and I'm able to call their games and something like that happens, I don't know that I would have been able to maybe disassociate near as much as you do. And to, it's really meant as the ultimate compliment because you're you're so good. I've never you're the only person I think that I've never heard anybody say a bad thing about hearing you call a game. Gosh, thank you. That was a tough moment. I mean, but but in that moment when that was all unfolding, and remember, he missed. He was a good free throw shooter. He missed a one and one critical that was ended up being critical. And his best friend, who's probably the best player we ever had at our school, Ethan Linder missed the front end of a one-on-one. And I think maybe somebody else, you know, but those those are just things that happen in a basketball game. But that was really tough, you know, and I know how much those guys, you know, it was tough for them. And uh, actually, in reality, Mike, when they, when Bruns hit that shot, I think there was a little bit of time left on the clock. And of course, time, normal timeout. And I still thought in my heart of hearts, they still got a chance to come down and, you know, hit some kind of a shot that would be crazy. I mean, it'd be lucky, but they're not out of it yet. But then, you know, the buzz, the, uh, scoreboard I look up you know and it's triple zeros and that was it and that's just the way it is you know I've had a lot of friends that have played the game a lot of friends who's had who've had kids play the game and uh you know there's only there's only four teams that work away smiling on campus Saturday that's just the way it is and that's the way it is in any sport you can't win them all and we had a great run you know a lot of people would have liked to have had the, the runs that we had and uh so you know so be it that's just the way it is that's that's life and that's sports it's crazy because you talked about how when you got started, it wasn't that long from when you got started to where you got to call your first state championship game. Oh my gosh, yeah. I mean, 89-90, the following year, my alma mater, Wayne Trace, won the Division Three state championship. So, you know, and I've listened, I, I think I've got, we've got a copy of that tape somewhere. If the cassette hasn't integrated, but I heard it. You know, we listened to it over the years. It's been a long time since I've pulled that out and listened to it. But I, I listened to myself as an announcer then, and, you know, um, I was still a rookie. I was still a rookie, but that was that was quite a moment. You still grade it in your head when you hear it, and other people are saying, oh, it's so great. You look for other things, don't you? <laughs> for sure. Yeah. For sure. I think that's everything. I, I, uh, I've always said every time that I ha- I feel good about myself, I go back and listen to the very first time that, uh, Aaron Matthews had me do play-by-play for Lyme Warriors, and I mm-hmm. immediately come back down to earth. 
Aaron's really good, isn't he? It's the only way you can do it. Uh, someone thrusts you out there, and you're like, "Well, you're either going to sink or swim." Yep. And it's yep, a hard it's, so it's a hard true. thing to do. It is, it is. But I know you. I, I mean, I know you enjoy it the way I enjoy it, also, and that's that's what makes it cool. That's part of why I'm doing this show to make sure, sure. that uh, everybody gets to hear different stories. And you're definitely one of the first people that I thought of, just because, uh, like I said, I I'm a huge fan of your work, and I know the amount of work that you put into it, and You've uh, already got, I would imagine, a couple of games this weekend. I do. I got a boys game tonight, and this is kind of a cool one. Tonight, joining me at Crestview, we're doing the Crestview boys and the St. John's boys, Delta St. John's, um, Brian Chong, who was my color guy for a long time before Jason. I'm going to say Brian was with me at least 15 years, if not close to 20. Um, he lives in San Antonio, and he loves it down there, but he's a Northwest Ohio guy. His wife really wanted to move south. They're down there. And, he, you know, we keep in touch. And he told me, uh, man, the only thing I miss about home is doing the games with you. Well, tonight he's home for the holidays. And Jason's going to take a night off and do something with his family. And, and Brian's going to call the game with me at Crestview. We did one last year. He was home when his dad passed away. And uh, we got together and did one. And, and he loved it. We had a good time. And we're going to do that again tonight. So I'm looking forward to that. But we're actually off tomorrow night. Uh, we don't have any high school games scheduled. The Buckeyes are kind of... Uh, Ruining everyone's uh, scheduling. They're in the spotlight. They're in the spotlight tomorrow night. You know, we're, we're a network affiliate. We're covering OSU, and I'm good with that because we're going to have a bunch of people. Some of, some of my kids' friends are going to be here, and my wife and I, and uh, we're just going to enjoy the game here at home. But So we're off tomorrow night, but tonight's going to be special for me because Brian is going to be joining me for the call of that one. So poor Jason's family has got to spend two nights this weekend with him? Two nights. Two nights. He's got a son that plays JV at Wayne Trace. So he... Uh, he is going to get to see him play tomorrow night. And there's been a few nights where he says, is it okay if I just meet you wherever we're at, if it's close, so I can catch the first half of Garrett's JV game? I said, absolutely. You know, if it were up to me, I would tell him what everybody told me. Don't don't miss his games. You know, it's, it's such a short, quick time in your life. You know, just don't miss that stuff. So he's going to see Garrett play tomorrow night. And he's off tonight. I don't know what they're up to. They're, they're big movie buffs. And I'm, I'm sure... He's got four four boys. That he and his wife have four boys, and the oldest I think is just first year of college. So it's always interesting at his place. I'm sure they're going to be having a good time tonight, whatever they're doing. <laughs> and it's it's an odd thing too, because of course you of anybody understands what he's going through on that. Sure, totally. Uh, people want to keep in touch with you. They want to hear what you're doing. How do they do that? Well, WKSD ninety nine point seven. Um, or we have the WKSC app available on Android or Apple de- mobile devices. Uh, you can catch us on TuneIn Radio, go997.com. We've got an internet newspaper, the VW Independent, that maybe some of your listeners are familiar with. You can click on the WKSC Classic Hits 99.7 icon, and we stream our games that way also. So there's a lot of ways. Thank you so much for doing this. I, uh, I, am, I am thrilled to be able to have you on here. Thank you. I'm flattered that you asked me, and uh, I appreciate you. And uh, you know, I'm not going to do this thing forever. But you got a lot of you got a lot of years ahead of you in the windshield. And you do a great job. I've caught you a few times, and you do a great job. And you keep up the good work as well. And if there's ever anything we can do for you, you know, you know how to get a hold of me. I appreciate it more than you know. Yes, sir. Happy New Year to you guys too, and to you as well. I'm sure we'll see you soon, Mike. Oh, oh, sure. I'll be somewhere. I'm a little bit okay. everywhere. That's right, the one and only Kenny good. Stabler. Thank you so much for uh, for stopping by. Thank you. Big thanks to all four of the guys for being on this show. John Burke, Quincy Simpson, Frank Kill, and Kenny Stabler. 
for uh, being a part, giving me a couple of minutes to uh, talk to them. And uh, again, go out and support anything high school athletic related. I want to get into more wrestling and more swimming talk in 2020 and have some guests on to uh, talk about that as well. But that's uh, that's the show for 2019, the very last episode, the first seven. You can hear again on iTunes or Wooshka or your favorite platform. Wherever it may be, hit us up on Twitter, at Michael Hearn PVP. You can find me on Facebook as well. And tell me who you'd like to hear on this show. I'd love to be able to reach out and talk to a lot of different folks and uh, see exactly what you're into as far as high school athletics goes. You can find me probably in any gym that you can think of. Uh, i got a full schedule that'll be online at michaelhearn.com, recaps, and a lot of other cool things coming up. But thank you so much for listening to Around the Hearn. Have a happy new year. We hope you've enjoyed this edition of Around the Hearn. Come back next week for more local stories from the NWO. But until then, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Michael Hearn PBP for more great area content.